on this monday afternoon i want to say hello to you is it monday no actually i think it's tuesday wow so today we're going to talk about mountains versus mohill let's talk so our topic mountain versus mohill Normally you will hear people talk about don't turn your problems from a molehill to a mountain meaning not to exaggerate a small situation and make it bigger than it actually is hence molehill mountain However, when it comes to scary things, scary, I mean new things, when it comes to jumping over the edge, when it comes to taking your wings and fly, when it comes to moving out of your comfort zone, this is exactly what you need to do. You need to make a mountain out of your molehill. We'll try to delay the process, procrastinate by various means, actually delaying the process or taking tiny steps. Taking tiny steps is okay, but it's not necessarily the best. I would recommend that if there is a new venture, something out of your comfort zone, something that the part of your brain refuse ongoing, because it wants to retain energy for flight or flight situation that's out of the brain not in your cortex but you know this um they call it the crock brain yes it's out of the brain that just wants to focus on the things you do every day and not to go and try to discover anything new that will put the body in danger cuz there will not be enough energy in terms of fight or flight situation in today's society you know we don't live in ancient times anymore we don't necessarily need to submit to the message of the crock brain but it still exists So this is why we feel this urge, this strong idea that we are unable to accomplish a new task. We're scared to do something out of our comfort zone. It's not because you can't. Because you can write on a paper what it takes physically, mentally, and also additional resources and a lot of times 
we do have these resources or we have resources around us that is good enough. So I see this as a, as in a delay also where I would think you need this specific thing to accomplish this specific task. But really, that's not the case. You think you need a specific thing because we have been marketed to. So, for example, if everybody knows how to make a milkshake, the first thing you think about is, well, you need milk. But obviously, as we know, or a lot of us are aware of, the dairy industry has made their campaign around their products and came up with different different types of meals or drinks around their products. So when you think about a particular drink, you think you have to use these certain items. It's like you think you... In the paper world, you think you need a post-it, but you actually don't need a post-it. What you need is a sticky paper. The post-it is just a brand. So that's basically an example of what I'm talking about. Um, for example, today I wanted to make a coffee smoothie. I don't use milk. My soy milk was over. But you know what is very creamy also? half a banana and some water it makes the same consistency as the milk but not to sit on that topic but just to let you know that you do have everything you actually need you can improvise you don't need to use the exact requirement you can use something that very close to it so when you are learning a new skill, exposing yourself to what already exists to the hundred degree will enable you to see what you actually need to do or learn to do is nothing. It's just the beginning. It's just something that some people quickly go about their business doing so they can accomplish the greater task. It's like, for example, I was watching the television the other day and um, I was watching RuPaul Drag Queen. And what scares me a lot, since everybody was going natural here, I've been doing that long before it got popular. And then after a while, you know, you want to try different styles. And one of the styles that we tend to try is wearing wigs. But this is way out of my comfort zone. I know nothing about it. But it always scares me how they go about um, attaching the wig, how they go about, um, what do they call it? It's like, um, laying the lace of the wig. This is totally out of my comfort zone. So to me, it seems like something that is difficult. I can never learn it. 
A lot of people are doing it, but it's just not me. I just don't have the talent. This is impossible. Even though I was watching YouTube videos, watching them do it, when I see them doing this, I was thinking, oh my gosh, these people are very talented. And even though I possess what I needed, my hands, a couple of combs, gel or got to be glue, whatever they're using, a scissors, a wig, I just was convinced that I was unable to do this. Then I watched RuPaul Drag Show. Drag Race, it's called. And of course, they have to dress up very quickly. They're men, drag queens. And attaching the wig, laying the lace, was just, I would say, no more than 10% of what they had to do in terms of getting ready as a drag queen. Laying the waist, laying the lace is actually a very menial task, which if you're a drag queen, it's automatic that you know how to do this. It's not a big skill. It's just a foundation skill to be in a drag queen. And then, of course, you have the exaggerated makeup and stuff. But in our everyday lives, I mean, women... Some of us, we don't wear makeup. So when we think about having beautiful makeup and then we see these other people, these drag queens have this artistic look, this beautiful, glamorous look, we think it's impossible. But this is what it takes, you know. In order to do or in order to at least be very good at a standard level, observing the extreme or observing professionals doing at a very, very high end, reassure our confidence that it is possible for us to do it. It reassures our confidence that the skill is actually not difficult. The skill is in our grasp. And this is just one small part of the cake to begin with anyways. One more thing I want to mention also is about performing. Because this is a part of learning. So you need to see how it's done by someone who is in the top of the game globally professionally, top of the game, also performing. You, there needs to be some form of doing. When you perform this task, whichever task it is, it's like exercising out your ability in the world. For example, if you are to give a speech and you've never done it before and you have stage fright, it's actually not as difficult as you think. Giving a speech, we have conversations with people every day, with old people, office people, children. 
And of course, we adjust the conversation, even if if it's the same topic, but we adjust it based on if you're speaking to grandma, speaking to someone in the office, or you're speaking to a five-year-old girl. You just adjust so that they can understand. This is the same thing with giving a speech. However, we need to practice. And I'm not saying you have to give a lot of speech to practice. I am saying just engaging in activities that give you the opportunity to express yourself in front of two or more people is just a way of practicing that one day when you're called upon, it's not something new. You have already have an idea of how you feel in front of a crowd. You already have an idea the topics that you're good at. You already have an idea how you can keep the nerves down. You already have an idea that this is really not a big deal. So practicing. So you can perform in various ways. Having a podcast. If you have a podcast and you record your voice, you listen to it, you can hear how you pronounce words. You can hear if you are a little bit too high in a pitch. You can hear the confidence or lack of confidence in your voice. Then you can play back and adjust as you go by. One other way is in doing a course in acting. And you can just do a free course online or just check some YouTube videos. But when you're on stage performing, you have to express your character. I'm not necessarily talking about the character of the play. But to make the character of the play come alive... You as an individual have to come alive to make this character feel like it's real. You have to make it yours. So that's two ways of practicing. You have to practice just performing in front of a crowd. You know, performing. Performing, it's like an excuse. It's like... um gateway that gives you permission that yes I can express myself this way without um, thinking about the taboos or the opinions of my friends or having an identity crisis you can just perform and having the assurance that you are just performing the character and the traits of the character But in reality, we know we're just expressing deep down how we would feel and accepting this character as our own. Another way is choosing the feeling. There are sometimes activities that you need to go about. Maybe you need to fire someone. Maybe you need to tell someone something painful. 
Maybe you need to talk to a prospect. And a lot of times you will be a little bit nervous with this because maybe you don't have a lot of experience. But then again, in practicing, this is where you get experience. But before you start, a way is to choose the feeling that you want to portray. Because this way, you will be in control of how or the words that you use to this particular person. And also be able to manage how well you deliver the message. One way of choosing this feeling is a simple thing as watching television. If you need to be, for example, there's a show called Modern Family. If you need to be like a strict parent, you could watch an episode of The Modern Family. And you will see how the mother attends to the child. And you can own that character. And then you can use that character, not thinking about if I can do it, but express what you need to express as that character delivering. So she managed on being firm, but kind. Another example of a comedy, the famous Cosby show. If you need to be sweet, but direct and have respect, the character as the mother in the Cosby show, you could own that character and deliver. If you need to be funny, whatever it is, whatever character that you want to display, you can own it and then express what you need to express in your real life situation. Okay, today's podcast is a little bit long, so we'll continue another day. I hope you enjoy, and if you have any comments, just let me know. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Today we were talking about mountain versus mohill. Showing that in terms of owning new skill, it's actually better to turn your mohill into mountains so you will have the benefit of experience a new skill very quickly. This is Nicole and we'll continue another day. Ciao.